Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Peace, peace. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are live. We are in full effect. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Uh, I'm, Y'all know I'm happy and thankful to be here. Um, I'm doing a quick sound check uh, to make sure I can be heard. Um, wow, Capricorn, quarter moon in Capricorn, last quarter moon in Capricorn today. So uh, many of us are turn, we're turning corners, turning corners <laughs> at this present time. We're making adjustments. All right, I can be heard. We're making adjustments. We are um, making uh, compromises. We're fixing things. We are uh, we're remaining flexible, so we we can be willing to turn corners. I know here in our week ahead, I'm going to be discussing um, a couple of alignments. You can check out the episode information for this show, and you can see there in in that uh, portion of the screen in the week ahead. We are dealing with Mercury. I don't want to say dealing with Mercury, Saturn, trying on the 24th and our week ahead is going to be a beautiful gift. It is a beautiful gift. Um, and Mercury-Uranus aligning is going to be a very powerful, beautiful gift. Things are changing. Uranus is change. And Uranus and Mercury aligned is, is mental change, okay, change, planning for change, especially with Mercury retrograde at the time of this alignment. If you would... Uh, Consider what was going on around March, the week of uh, March 26th through the April the 1st. It almost mimics our week ahead in so many ways. Um, we had Mercury aligning with Uranus um, on the March 26th like we do in our week ahead. We had uh, Mercury trining Saturn like we do in our week ahead during the 29th, during that week, once again, March 26th through April the 1st of this year, 2017. We also had a new moon in Aries, like in our week ahead, we're having a new moon in Taurus. So, you know, these are the, the, this area of space, even the, the, um, the moon signs during that week of uh, March the 26th through April the 4th, the 1st, mimics this, uh, our week ahead energetically that way as well. Um, the first portion of the Zodiac, Aries, Taurus, and Gemini, just like we're going to discuss in our week ahead. So I definitely want y'all to consider how life during that time, March the 26th or April the 1st of this year, is being revisited, revisited. We're revisiting it in a lot of energetic ways. So hopefully especially with um, Venus being retrograde during the time, during the, that March 26th through April 1st week versus it being direct in our week ahead when a lot of these alignments um, occur again. And the I want you to consider how now that Venus is direct, now that even though a lot of these other energies, especially Mercury, are still retrograde and things really still can't necessarily be pinned down in a lot of ways and a lot of um, objectives can't really be moved forward on successfully right now, 
all things depending. There's an exception to every rule, but um, just how gaining the wisdom and the clarity and the insight, at least with Venus retrograde through Pisces and Aries, allowed us to see our worth in the midst of it all. You know, Mike can't pin down moving forward with certain clear objectives, you know, for a while now with all these retrogrades going on. But at least I have a keener awareness of who I am. At least I have a more highly developed appreciation for who I am, and at least as I am getting to know, get getting at least as I am getting more intimately acquainted with who I am, and 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 intimately acquainted with the acts of appreciate, the constant acts of appreciation towards myself, for myself, for who I am learning more and more all the time that that I am, who I am. At least I have that that can, we won't say that it'll, it'll be unchanging because hopefully that's something that's constantly growing and developed. When will we ever get to the end of ourselves? When will we ever know and learn all there is to know about ourselves? We could go on and on. This love affair with ourselves being this love, appreciation, value, what we value, worth, self-esteem, it can go on and on. How how. When will you ever get to the end of appreciating yourself, you know, loving yourself, being loved, receiving love? We're going to talk about sun entering the Taurus season. It, it, it's actually uh, exact today that the sun enters Taurus. Let me give you all an exact time. Y'all know I like to be exact. Um, sun enters Taurus 3.27 p.m. Central. So not just a few minutes off, you can pretty much say it's happening right now. Later on tonight, 11.54 p.m. Central, the very sun that just entered Taurus is going to align directly with Mercury retrograde that's coming out of Taurus and about to transit back through the sign of, not completely through the sign, but a portion of the way back through the sign of Aries. So in a season where we're coming up out of the sun being in Aries, we have Mercury retrograding back to this particular area, okay? And so um, there's, a, there's a lot to cover in the week ahead, and I, I've gone far enough without acknowledging our divine righteous ancestors for without whom we wouldn't be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you to every last one of them, um, even um, – Whew, there's a lot. There's a lot going on, and if y'all are, if y'all follow uh, Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook, you saw my post announcing today's show. And you know, uh, Mercury, uh, the media, the media, good old media, is Mercury ruled. Okay, the same Mercury that's retrograde governs media, newspaper messages, blogs, memes, any kind of communication. So we're going to definitely touch on that and get into that because I'm feeling inspired to to deliver y'all a quick little nugget on that. 
Um, but in addition to our ancestors, for without whom we would not be here, um, Brother Ampu, our fearless leader, Brother Ampu, especially right here. Y'all know last week we had the darn, um, <laughs> what was that alignment? Oh, yeah, the sun and Uranus lined up. And it's so funny. In Aries, uh, Uranus been transiting through Aries, and the sun aligned that day, and he sent me a message. And, you know, um, Uranus rules all things that are out the blue, sudden and unexpected. <laughs> Surprises. And so it was a really wonderful surprise um, that uh, I'll, I'll definitely officially announce when um, when I know that it's taken care of on, on that other end. But um, there's just beautiful, wonderful things continuing to transpire here um, at the Inner Peace Lighthouse um, Blog Talk Radio channel, as well as the My Astrology Coach website. So shout out to Brother Ampu, Minister Ju, the Imagination Guru, Nikki. Um, I'm just overwhelmingly appreciative and thankful and full, overflowing with gratitude to be a part of such a powerful team of individuals who you know, just ahead of our time, sometimes years out. So the powers that be will let us get our ideas out. So we just skipped over the powers that be, and we just been doing it. They've been doing it a lot longer than me, but once again, I'm just so happy and thankful to be here. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Brother Ampu. You are appreciated. And I know our listeners here appreciate you giving us the opportunity to keep coming back week after week so we can stay ahead to keep from having to get ahead. Um, I see a hand up on the line. Thank you, everybody who's listening online and on the phone. Um, so why don't I check in, caller from the two zero one three two one, you're live on the hey, air Mama. with Mama Dada. Peace. Peace. Hi, Mama Dada. Hi, Hadassah. Hadassah. <laughs> How are you? You know I want to talk. You know I want to talk to you. You know I do. I already know we're due. It's about that time. So yes. I'm glad to hear from you. Um, I will be happy to talk to you off the air if that's what you're wanting. And I'm recording your number again. Uh, this is I can call this one back? Yes, or the other one. Um, okay. But I just appreciate all what you have taught me, you know, over in the last several years. And I know that you're on point. I just want to put that out there for everyone to know. And, of course, I definitely want to talk to you about my 5-8-1998. That's a move right now. And um, All right, yeah. I, I just want to wish you peace and blessings. Thank you so much. I want to wish you and your family the same, and I can hardly wait to catch up and hear that everybody is thriving and prospering, evolving, and graduating on to bigger and better things. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you calling in today, Hadassah, and I'll be talking to you soon. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Ashe. You're welcome. Thank you, Pete. Yay, Hadassah. God is so awesome like that when you when people cross your heart and your mind and you pray for them and you're hoping they're doing well and you actually get to hear from them. That's always a treat and a pleasure. Um, y'all are the ones, Hadassah, Mama's Babies, people that, um, you, you, those of you that stay in contact, even if it's just on the eclipse every six months type of deal uh, where you're getting the eclipse wisdom reports 
so you can stay ahead for the next six months and kind of wrap up your previous six months with those Eclipse um, package reports. Um, shout out to one of my mama's babies who just ordered one <laughs> after I took the special off. They wanted one, and so it's still not too late. It's too late for that special, um, but it's still not too late to make a powerful decision in advance ahead of time from a, from a perspective of a lot of these cycles that we're living through that most people just have no idea about. They have no idea that every six months we have an eclipse season. We have a set of eclipses. Sometimes they come in sets of twos. Sometimes they come in sets of threes. But they happen about every six months, one set around the um, springtime, beginning of spring, right before spring, another set uh, six months later around fall time, around the beginning of fall, autumn. Okay, so um, there's just a lot. You don't know what you don't know, but knowledge is power. It's people out here, I talk to you all about Pluto energy all the time, and people manipulating and conniving and trying to play mind games and control people and jealous, obsessive, and intimidation. That's a, that's a lower vibrational form of power. That's weak. That's weak power. That's, that's subpar power. <laughs> it's a manifestation of Pluto energy, but a very low, slow vibration, heavy. You see what y'all kind of feel that versus high vibrational manifestation of Pluto where you're transforming your own self from the inside out to where you don't need to manipulate a goddamn body. For what? When you can transform and transmute and rise above, okay? So let's jump into where we're at right now. I was mentioning to you guys that today is the quarter moon in Capricorn, so we're kind of the energy shifting, okay? There was significant, powerful energy at the full moon uh, that was just last week on the um, 11th, okay? And then here uh, just a week later, um, on the 19th, the, full, the quarter moon was official early, early this rising. And so when you've got the sun in Aries squaring off 90-degree angle away from the moon in Capricorn, um, you could find yourself definitely being willing. Remember, the sun's in Aries. Aries is that energy that's governed by Mars. It really don't, it ain't waiting on nobody, <laughs> I don't know. I ain't met an Aries yet that's sitting around waiting on anybody. It ain't waiting on nobody, and it's ready to go. We know Aries, Mars, energy, first house energy. It's the very beginning of all these zodiac energies, so it's ready to go. And, you know, it's it's ready to go yesterday. It's like this impatient um, energy. And it it's a because it's impatient and because it ain't waiting on nobody and because it's ready to go, it's a good kind of energy. I want to say a good leadership energy, but maybe not over the long haul because Mars is like quick. It's in and out. It's not Saturn. It's not enduring and lasting. You know, it's impulsive and impetuous and impatient. So, uh, but it, it's not waiting on anybody. That's uh, a portion of, of what makes it. I'm not trying to describe a leader, 
because of that reason. I'm, I'm trying to describe to you guys energetically as it relates to Aries, Mars, um, first house energy specifically because I'm talking about this quarter moon in Capricorn that the sun in Aries is squaring, or at least ex- it was squaring it exactly earlier this rising. And I, because I want you all to get a glimpse it, to carry with you through to this new moon season. Okay, yes, we're going to have a gibbous moon after this quarter moon, but the, uh, not gibbous, balsamic, a balsamic moon after this quarter moon, but hell, that's the one where you rest and reflect and reju- you're not doing no work, you know, active, proactive, um, external work in a balsamic moon. So this right here, the quarter moon is it. For this Aries new moon season, the next, like, active season you're going to get really is going to be the crescent moon, the new moon uh, energy, but like a day or two after that when you actually start, when you actually, um, a portion of the, uh, that is reflected via the moon um, that is actually visible. When the moon is completely new, it's completely dark. Yes, for trained eyes, you can still see the outline of where the moon would be or is, um, but it's dark instead of fully illuminated like it is at a full moon. So what I'm telling you guys is that with the sun in Aries at the time of the quarter moon, there's an energy that's, that's still playing out even over the next week that wants to do what it wants to do. And it ain't waiting on nobody. And it ain't asking permission. And it ain't trying to see, well, who else can I get to join me and come along? This energy is willing to do what it takes to turn a corner, even if it has to get bloody. And I'm not meaning literal. Come on. I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the news, but I did not mean that literally. I mean, when I say blood, energetically, I'm talking about sacrifice. Okay? Capricorn, quarter moon, squaring, the sun in Aries, whatever structure, Capricorn. Saturn rules, structures, restrictions, boundaries, whatever lines need to be drawn in the sand. I know all this stuff is still retrograde, even Mercury, so you're not trying to, like, make final decisions and, you know, um, pin anything down per se. But that doesn't mean it has to be a free-for-all. I even understand with Saturn retrograde that, you know, People are feeling kind of lackadaisical and like they can kind of do what the, they want to do and ain't really going to be no repercussions. Saturn's the parent. And so Saturn retrograde can kind of make people energetically, you know, well, the mom and dad or the, the disciplining parent, Saturn, is asleep right now. You know, it's not in its strongest phase in forward motion. It's retrograde. It's kind of sleeping. It's This energy is more internal. People are kind of, um, having to parent themselves uh, even more, you know. Um, but I don't care about any of that because there's still got, we're still in the midst of a Capricorn quarter moon, okay? And so there's still energetically with it, with the sun and the moon squaring off, there's still this opportunity to make a shift, to make an adjustment, this final kind of energetic shift that allows us with the moon still waning, still lessening, decreasing, becoming less visible, the illuminated portion less visible. So that's still encouraging us to shed, 
still encouraging us to release, still encouraging us to surrender and let go and let God and accept and forgive and surrender and meditate and pray and practice extreme self-care. The sun is still in Aries for the last few hours, (laughs) but this quarter moon still is going to carry that sun and Aries energy throughout um, a good portion of this next week, okay, as we're nearing closer to this new moon and scores. So by all means, if anything comes up here over the next week um, as it relates to challenges, the square, a challenge, tests, y'all know what I say about these tests and challenges. They come to prove you, especially with the quarter moon that includes the sun and Aries, self, you, me, I, I is being, has the opportunity still to be proven. These retrogrades don't mean nothing to me. If anything, that means folks is really getting to reassess, reevaluate, reconsider, take a closer look at scrutinize what is and what isn't, especially as it relates to who you are and who you appreciate that you are. Everything else is going to stem from that. Your perspective is going to determine everything. I say little um, examples regarding it all the time. Do you think you're a loser? That's kind of important, especially when we're starting off so many cycles this Aries new moon season. We ended quite a few with the Pisces solar eclipse new moon season. So how many do you think we're starting up in this one? It still matters, retrograde or not, what we're doing, what we're thinking, what we're appreciating, what we're focusing our time, energy, and attention on. It actually matters. It matters if you're not focusing any time, energy, or attention on yourself. That matters. It matters if you're not concerned about your health and well-being at all. That matters. That's a form of appreciating yourself. That's a form of what this new moon and air season with a Venus retrograde on it. I always say it like that. It's just so funny to me. But Aries new moon season with a Venus retrograde, what do you think it meant? Venus is what we value. Aries is self. What do you think we were supposed to be learning to value in this season? What do you think we were supposed to be planting new seeds of intention to set off these powerful cycles in this season? Self-love, creation, self-awareness, self-knowledge, self-consciousness and not the low vibrational manifestation of what you think that means. When you're aware and you're conscious and have knowledge of self, this what I was mentioning about the media, Mercury retrograde, you won't get so easily swept up in it and caught up in it. Because if you go by a meme or a headline or what's trending, what's the trending topic right now, you you going and 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 doing it mindlessly, unconsciously, not consciously, unconsciously, you're going to get caught up in that matrix. There's a program already set. What do I? 
when you have a program, I always say this, you can set it and forget it. I used to do computer, um, light, very light computer programming um, in school. I was a nerd, so, uh, you know, and when when I was in elementary and middle school, I was building, you know, Lego machines that could pick up balls and roll them and put motors and Lego machines and stuff, those little nerd competitions in the summertime and stuff. (laughs) And... um, Y'all, why did I mention that? That's my that's my ruling planet, Mercury, cutting up again. Y'all got to watch me while Mercury is <laughs> retrograde. But I know that I want to um, definitely uh, definitely encourage y'all. It, and, and when stuff like this happens, I know spirit wants to get a, a, a higher message out than whatever I was about to say. And considering that Mercury is retrograde right now and stuff like that, like little interference, that's powerful because I was talking about the media and the interference and how people who know certain things, especially when you don't, don't care to know, you don't care to know about yourself and your makeup, your energetic makeup. You don't care to know about, you know, your inner workings, your psychology and all this stuff, but you'll let media You'll let the news, you'll let even YouTube, you'll let these other um, forms of mass information influence your thinking. And so um, I think a lot of people don't have other people's best interests at heart. Um, as much as Mercury retrograde, my freaking ruling planet may act up during this season. I don't care. I'm not embarrassed. It is what it is. I know I'm still going forward it, it, with my mission and, and passionately so in, in spite of it. I'm not shutting down my services. I'm not shutting down the show because my ruling planet is retrograde. Um, but also, uh, I'm going on a fast, and that's probably, like, I probably wouldn't be so affected right now if I was um, a little stricter. That's what I was putting on my Facebook page, and I'm encouraging y'all to try it. If it's been a lot going on, y'all, goddamn, goddamn, I don't even want to start naming the crap off because I don't want to give it any more energy. Killings here, random killings there, and uh, President of the United States, this, that, and the third, and he doing this and 85 other thousand things. And these beautiful, precious babies missing, and don't nobody know where they at. It's, this shit can throw your good mind off if you let it. And then on top of that, like, okay, you know, Tammy and Evelyn, they like back and they hate each other. And, you know, um, Atlanta Housewives, they, you know, all of them hate each other. And it's reunion. They're going, they doing four parts to the reunion, goddamn. And love and hip-hop and they hate each other. And, oop, and this famous basketball player and his, you know, famous DJ wife, DJ, former MTV DJ wife or it's just a lot. And this one accidentally got a stripper pregnant. It's a lot, y'all. It's enough to throw anybody's mind off. 
and everybody's not playing fair. So what do I always tell y'all when it's like an opposition? So it's a total war, right? But it's got the potential to be the perfect balance. If you're in a tug of war and one side dropped the rope, I know that's not necessarily how the game goes, but I'm sitting here telling you, if other people out here not playing fair, what do you think that means for you? Ain't no rules. As soon as one person starts cheating, nigga, it ain't no rules. <laughs> you going to still play by the rules and they cheating? So what I'm telling you is you can drop the rope. Who going who gonna to pull on that? Ain't, nothing to, ain't no tug of war if I drop the rope. And so I'm encouraging uh, all my listeners to go on a media fast, like seriously, deactivate your Facebook, um, log out of your Instagram, uh, log out of your Twitter, uh, turn off your YouTube notifications, Don't look at the news. Don't scroll through the um, search engine um, news headlines. Your homepage on your browser, something that doesn't have all that on there. And do yourself a favor by unplugging from the matrix, at least for now, especially if you're heavily mercury ruled like me. I know a few other people that are. It's too, too, mm -mm. don't do it to yourself. Don't do it, don't do it, because you can't unsee this stuff, guys. You can't unknow stuff. I wish I'd have never read that. Well, and so uh, especially now with Mercury backing up into Aries, Aries is war. Aries is war. Mercury retro and Aries could, could easily be a war on your mind. That's happening tomorrow, y'all. So this is timely. I this this just came to me. Okay? I wasn't saying this because Mercury's going into Aries, but that lining up with tomorrow, I'm saying this to y'all for a reason. I'm saying it and doing it myself. I can definitely tell you throughout Mercury being retrograde. I'm going I got to go on a fast for so many reasons, not just stuff out in the world going on, even stuff in my life getting up like Everything seems, even though all these energies are retrograde, the Mercury energy specifically, Mercury is the trickster. (laughs) Mercury is a real busy, tricky energy. That's why it governs the short distance travel and the errands and the little, you know, um, the local travel you're doing in your neighborhood, going here, going there, got stuff to do. And, of course, the mental, the mind, the thoughts, the messages. The me- We're getting mad. How many, how many messages do you think your mind is bombarded with just waking up and period, just waking up, let alone if you actually leave and go out somewhere? Just messages upon messages upon messages. Your conscious mind doesn't get most of that. Oh, but that subconscious mind, that's why the subconscious mind picks up on damn near, I would say, all of it, especially the the main subconscious mind picks up on symbols, subconscious mind pick up on colors, subconscious mind pick up on certain shapes and sigils, okay? 
Do you think it's a coincidence that most of the fast food restaurants in your neighborhood have the colors red in it that hit on your base root chakra of survival? You think you can't damn survive without a burger or a damn chicken box? They got your ass. (laughs) What you need to be doing is eating you some red fruits and veggies and some green, raising that from the red to the green and eating for your heart and eating for that third eye health and that um, uh, um, intuition. It's completely different foods. It's completely different things that you're digesting. And that's why I think that a media fast is going to be very beneficial because right, right now what you're mentally digesting, what messages you're digesting, is going to be real important, especially when Mercury backs up in the Aries. Watch it, especially as this Mercury retro is going into Aries. Aries is the energy of war, period. There's no way to sugarcoat that. And so the healthiest way to maneuver through Aries or Mars-ruled energy is to, if if you're going to be thinking Mercury retrograde, planning, reevaluating, you know, reconsidering, do it from a standpoint of what the most productive and constructive plan would be, okay? Because what you don't want to do is just have idle time with your mind and your thoughts where you're not thinking of constructive and productive solutions for things, for for mercurial issues, issues with communications potentially in your relationship. Other mercurial issues could be commerce and business because Mercury governs negotiations and contracts and paperwork and applications. Okay, so if anything, allow Mercury retrograding um, back into Aries to motivate you to do something. Aries, that energy is going to want to do something. It's going to want to, that's why I can get into trouble if it ain't got nothing to do. So give your, take advantage of Mercury being retrograde and it being an energy that's more conducive to planning things instead of doing. Instead of like, okay, I'm going to start my business while Mercury's retrograde. Okay, why don't, while Mercury's retrograde in Aries, why don't you plan ahead of time when Mercury, the energy of negotiations and and business dealings and paperwork and contracts is in forward motion, but let me help y'all out here. Let me help y'all plan. Uh, Mercury is going to be... I love it when I do this, y'all. I got y'all, though. I got y'all. Mercury is going to be, I had all my little retrogrades in one little space, and I'm getting it together for y'all now. I don't know where it went. I literally just had it up on the screen because I had it uh, in some information about Venus fictioning direct. More Mercury retrograde shenanigans, y'all. Y'all, this is a kicker, especially for the you guys that have been listening. I see y'all, um, um, in my little dashboard, I see y'all faithful, faithful listeners. Um, y'all know this is not typical of me. I stay on point. 
When your ruling planet is Mercury and Mercury governs the mind, what you think? <laughs> what you think? And then you got the nerve to have a second ruler and that mofo is retrograde. What you think going to happen? <laughs> so, um, yes, I could shut everything down and just not do shows for like half of the year, but that's no fun. Then I couldn't be a living testimony and witness to y'all that y'all could see up close and personal that it ain't the end of the damn world when stuff is retrograde, even if it is your ruling planet, that that you get you get to live life from a different perspective. I mean, what if you are, it's a mental energy, and so to slow down, Maybe I should. Maybe this is the universe's way right here on radio in front of all of y'all just trying to prove to me <laughs> that I need to set it down while this stuff is retrograding. Well, guys, I put information. Here I go. Man, I knew I was on it. I just been looking for place. Mercury is going to go direct. Thank God. May the 3rd, okay? We just got a little bit more time left with Mercury in, uh, in retrograde. Once it goes direct on May the 3rd, it actually will not leave the retrograde zone until May the 20th, okay? So that just means for, especially for people that are Mercury rules, Gemini rising, uh, Virgo rising, if you have Virgo on, your, on the ascendant in your birth chart, Mercury rules your entire chart. If you have prominent Mercury in your chart, there's different ways to look at that because if I want to be really nerdy and astrological and scientific about it, even if you look at like the sun conjunct Mercury, it depends on which one of them holds the higher degree in your chart as to if if Mercury is really going to be significant or prominent energetically in your chart. So, but... For these people, um, and even Sun Geminis and Sun Sign Virgos, they're going to be really affected probably up until May the 20th. So if you're listening to this or you order any services for me between now and May 20th, um, or just listen to me on this show, mess up and stumble and can't find stuff in my notes, <laughs> It's not like I don't have notes. I've totally prepared my notes in advance. I'm not coming to y'all with this ahead of time stuff, and I'm not doing it. It's just that Mercury mental mind planning, uh, Mercury is the logical mind and the rational thinking. That's what's, you know, a little wonky and off right now for everybody. So once again. If y'all can let me make it, I will continue to let y'all make it. Uh, it's no excuse. It just is what it is. So now back to our current week, just to wrap up what the energy is um, that's still kind of lingering and going on, I did want to mention to y'all what the sun entering Taurus today is really going to feel like, and I'm using the word feel very strategically and specifically when you're ta- when I'm talking about the sun being in Taurus. First of all, I don't think I made a big enough deal. Blame it on my Mercury retrograde mind. But I don't think I made a big enough deal last week about all of my mama's babies who are Tauruses. 
happy, happy, happy solar return Earth Day season. Congratulations on making it another cycle around the sun. I'm so happy to celebrate you. So happy, in fact, that for any of my listeners um, in the Mama's Babies Nation that, um, you know, you got to give me a week. It's Mercury retrograde, and I need a few extra days to get these reports done. But if you give me a week, I would like to offer you um, you can click, it's on my website, um, Solar Return uh, Special. So uh, just do a one-click, here in the episode information for today's show, you'll see um, the one-click email access to Mama Data for birth chart reports and much more. Click on that link and let me know you're interested. You're an interested Taurus. And I would like to offer you that uh, with a half-off special. Just solar return report is just going to outline energetically your year ahead between this Taurus season solar return through the next one. And so it's not going to be chronological. This is going to happen on this day. This energy is going to be prominent on this day. It's going to outline energetically what's going to be going on. This is what's going to be going on with your love and money and family. It's topical, okay? And so that's very beneficial. Any astrologer you could talk to is going to tout the benefits of um, solar return uh, charts and reports as well as a lunar return is going to go from month to month. Solar return is going to go from year to year, okay? Um, But... While the sun's in Taurus for all of us, now the sun's going to be in Taurus as of today, April 19, 327 p.m. Central. Did we make it already? Nope, we still got 12 minutes to go. 12 more minutes of Aries season. No! <laughs> um, uh, but it's going to be through May the 20th. When Mercury gets out of shadow May the 20th, um, the sun's going to be moving out of Taurus into Gemini. So while the sun is in Taurus between now and May 20th, 12 minutes from now and May 20th, uh, we're going to focus, the sun, the focused energy of the sun is going to be in an area of space that governs all things sensual, sense, senses, five physical senses. Taurus is an earth sign. When you're talking about earth signs, you're talking about physical things, things you can see, things you can taste, things you can touch, things you can hear, okay? And so our physical needs are highlighted, and they're strong while the sun is in Taurus, okay? Um, If you know any Tauruses, there's some good eaters. I'm not trying to be funny. They're all foodies. Every last one I done ever met, they're all foodies. Most of them can cook. <laughs> this is not a joke or a game. No a tourist. I'm not lying. And so that's going to be us for like a month, you know, um, just languishing barefoot, you know, walking through the grass, like taking it all in through every sense, have the capacity to take in pleasure through, okay? Why do you think Tauruses like to eat and to cook? They like, they, they, Tauruses rule by Venus, and Venus is about uh, 
um, what is that word I want to use? Come on, Mercury retrograde. I rebuke you, Mercury. No, let me uh, it's about the finer things, more luxurious, more um, things of value. Venus governs things that are valuable. It may not cost but $5, but if, if there's value in it. It's, Venus governs, you know, possessions, feeling secure, basically. Security needs are going to be strong during this time, so we want to feel physically a, a hug while the sun's in Taurus. You know what I mean? God, get you a hug while the sun is in Taurus. It'll, it'll make your day, you know. It'll make you feel whatever you need physically to feel secure. If it's food, if it's when you got food stacked up in the fridge and the cupboards and that makes you feel secure, that's what's gonna satisfy you the most during sun and Taurus season. If 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 um if if it makes you feel secure to have, you know, plants in your home or, you know, aromatherapy going and your in your um senses and central nervous system to satisfy it for every for different people it's gonna be different. But we want we're all gonna to wanna to be comfortable, we're all gonna to wanna to feel stable, that earth energy that Taurus is is Okay, and Taurus is the fixed sign. So on the low side, yes, it can be a season where we're dealing with stubbornness, bullheadedness towards the bull, and possessiveness in within our relationship with self and others. It's, since Taurus governs self-esteem, it's likely going to be heavily dependent on that. How, that's why it was so powerful for us to have an Aries new moon season with a Venus retrograde because it, for, it really put us in a position to, to uh, reassess our value and our worth. And now here the sun is shining a light, focused solar energy on the very same area of space that governs self-esteem, self-worth, self-value, money, relationships. So, yeah, um, the higher vibration of the stubbornness and the bullheadedness and the possessiveness is just being determined. You may find yourself um, really digging those bull heels in um, uh, regarding something is likely the something that it's going to be regarding has to do with your need for security, and so uh, just be prepared for your senses starting today to really awaken to to the beauty and the sensuality of all that truly satisfies, all that brings pleasure. Okay, now with that being said. <laughs> earthly pleasures um, with that being said you knew you probably felt that coming not too far behind that would be a strong suggestion uh, by all means indulge your senses that's what sun and, if you're not going to do it during sun and tour season when the hell are you going to do it uh, but what I want you especially since this is a fixed energy I want you to consider still employing moderation. So where you're allowing yourself the simple pleasures, the indulgences, you're not overindulging, okay? Where you're allowing yourself 
um, to uh, be comforted, to feel secure in certain um, earthly pleasures and comforts, fine. And that's, a lot of that has grounding effects, so I'm not going to say don't. What I am going to say is don't over. That's the thing with low vibrational. It's Venus that rules this Taurus energy, and low vibrational Venus can be lazy. Low vibrational Venus can be overindulgent. Low vibration, vibrational Venus just wants comfort, comfort, comfort. Never want to want to be discomforted, you know. So wanting to only be in my comfort zone, comfort zone that um, I'm going to be stubborn, I'm going to be bullheaded, and I'm going to be obsessive. No, I mean you can, but once again, that's lower, lower vibrational, and you'll continue to attract things on that lower vibration if you do. Um, clearly, if you overindulge in your taste, you know, the sense of physical sense of taste and, and, and that pleasure, then, yeah, you might have a stomach ache. You might get sick and throw up. You might get food poisoning if you don't give us what you eat. But, you know, um, in tourist season, we would tend to pick things, hopefully, that are better for us. <laughs> but, um, you know, same thing with drinks or um or or even even to anything. You can overindulge in anything. So uh by all means lounge if you feel like lounging. Indulge if you feel like indulging. Especially um uh Taurus is an earth energy. So anything in nature, outdoors, like I said, taking off your shoes and walking barefoot through the grass, anything like that, by all means indulge. And indulge to the point where you're loving it and enjoying it. Venus is about ease and comfort and pleasure. So I'm not saying don't enjoy yourself. Feel alive. Love it. Enjoy it. Uh, monitor yourself for going overboard. Have a have a a a, a, a line, you know, or something like they say, a, a, what do they say, do a, a code word or a trigger word. <laughs> if you're doing something freaky with your mate, have a trigger word so they'll know you mean for real to stop, you know. And, uh, you know, have a trigger, something that triggers you when you're to the, well, this is indulging, but I know when I get to that third bowl of ice cream, that's overindulging. Maybe I'll have an extra bowl. I don't normally have an extra bowl. That's fine. But three bowls, that's too damn much. Uh, you see what I'm saying? So let put put some things in place so you'll know when to, because that's not going to serve you anyway. Yeah, you can have ten bowls of goddamn ice cream if you want to, but hell, if you on the toilet slung prostrate over the toilet for the next two weeks, was it really worth it? You know, did you really enjoy it? Was it really pleasurable? With Venus, we're talking about earthly pleasures, not pain, not not um, overindulging to where it's no longer a pleasure and it's painful. That's not Venus. That's some sick, twisted, low vibrational Pluto crap. <laughs> So uh, what you may find yourself uh, doing in sun and Taurus season is, once again, the stubborn energy is probably going to be pretty prevalent, but make it work for you. Make it work for things where you really need or want to get your own way, okay? It's a, make it work for you when it pertains to being stubborn about things that just don't feel right. That's when you be stubborn, when it's like, oh, hell no, nah. I don't want no parts of this hot, dirty mess. Nope. 
I'm going to be stubborn about that. And that's very high vibrational because I'm indulging still this Taurus Venus world energy of self-love, self-appreciation, high self-esteem. So, no, me and my high self-esteem going to say no with not even an explanation, no. Be stubborn on stuff like that, not just because you don't want to dare let the other person think that they were right or that they got their way. You know, that's the lower vibrational BS. If you're going to be determined and stand fixed on something, let it be something worth standing fixed on. Um Being out in nature for sure, anything, hiking, you know, just getting outside um, to enjoy even your lawn, you know, literally, flowers, just where I live, you know, people will get out their car on the side of the road and take pictures. The state flower um, is a blue bonnet, and they pop up on the side of the road, and people, you know, stuff like that, just that's going to satisfy Taurus energy in a high vibrational way. You can over, you can indulge on nature, and you're not going to be hung over hugging the toilet the next day if you overindulge. Breathing in all that good prana, shoot, I mean, you know, this is going to raise your vibration. Um, Taurus, once again, it's all about the, the physical senses, so anything related to whenever the moon is going through Taurus, I always tell you you'll be emotionally satisfied by or crave, you know, like getting a massage, you know, aromatherapy, things like that. While the sun is here, um, that is just kind of instead of internalized, it, you know, we'll want to express ourselves and our desire for physical pleasure in the ways that we actually wear things that feel good, you know, to wear, like, velvet and, you know, cashmere and silk and stuff like that. We'll feel good to wear um, things that are pleasant to our senses, okay? Um, When we're tourists, once again, Venus ruled money, values, valuables, what we collect, possessions, uh, clearly our possessions, things that we possess say a lot about how we feel about ourselves. Um, so in tourist season, if we are indulge, indulging our retail therapy or, you know, just desire to shop and just um, things that we attract, uh, it'll probably be very good quality. You know, Venus is like some more. If y'all ever known a Libra, I'm, they're, they're ruled by Venus just like Taurus is ruled by Venus. And Taurus, I would say the same, but Libra, I don't know, maybe just because I've known more Libras, but they just, they they have really good taste and stuff. So that kind of lets you see this Venusian energy and how it could affect us during Taurus season when it comes to things, you know, awakening our senses. You can watch out that you, you know, don't get too carried away because you could feel, you know, like you're really nurturing yourself to spare no experience but, you know, it's only not tricking if you actually have it. So, um, but you, we're definitely going to want the finest of things, you know, just regular old stuff won't do. Um, definitely all in, accord, in accordance with that stubborn, determined energy, that's that energy of, like, never giving up. But if, if it's low vibrational, it could, it could, you know, just cause you to have outbursts. Okay, so just make the effort to be 
flexible when and where you can. If you're going to stand your ground on something, just make sure it's something you're, you really, you know, are aligning yourself and your life and who you are with to the point where you just can't separate yourself from it. But if you can possibly be flexible, it, it may, you know, end up helping in certain situations. Uh, surrounding yourself with beauty and physical comforts is going to be very satisfying um, to your soul. So, um, you know, it's just going to be on a case-by-case basis how this energy really plays out. I'll help you all out just real quickly. Um, For Taurus, obviously, sun being in your sign um, just means anything really that you want to, you know, the sun's in your sign, you're setting up energetically for sure, your next year out, your next year ahead. And so um, the sun's in your sign with Mercury retrograde and Venus fresh off of retrograde. So you still, Taurus, could be still dealing with some issues um, of things requiring a second look, a second chance, um, something that you're taking another look at that you can put your energy into, um, especially between now. If You may not put your, you know, new moon in Taurus is not until a week away from now, but definitely the attention, the light of the sun is being shown on this area for you, the area of self, the area of you, um, the area of your appearance, okay? Um, so take heed. Leo, uh, for you, sun going through Taurus is shining a light on your goals, the top, highest, most public part of your chart. So um, definitely with elders and 10th house people in your life, authority figures, superiors, bosses, um, these people could easily play a major role in um, your Taurus season, okay? Um, Definitely, Leo, be responsible, be mature, take your responsibilities and duties seriously, and by all means, um, don't be afraid to employ boundaries and structures in your life. Um, You you would benefit, you know, from uh, not overindulging. You know, I know you're Leo and you like to have fun and you like to enjoy yourself all the time. Please, by all means, do. But when you're having a month full of Capricorn, 10th house, karmic, Saturn, serious, hardworking energy, I'm just hooking you up ahead of time to say if you go ahead and fall in line with that energy and do it, 10th house is about setting goals. Um, it, hitting your stride with goals that you had set six months ago that are coming to fullness, fruition, culmination, manifestation now. And so then that may be why you consult some elders or a mentor or a boss or an authority figure, someone who's an authority on some things that you had been working on um, to help get you to your next level of success, okay? If you're happy with what's going on right now, Leo, great. Um Keep it up. If you're not satisfied with with where you're at right now, you may want to um, consult with someone who's in authority on the matter. Scorpio, for you, the sun going through Taurus season for you uh, is highlighting the area of your chart dealing with other people, any other person, Scorpio, anybody, even your shadow self, the other parts of you, okay? Um, So, Definitely with the sun shining a light on the other. It's the farthest away from shining a light on you, Scorpio. 
so um, allowing the others in your life, supporting the others in your life is going to make a fuller picture for you over the next month, okay? Yeah, you go it alone, Scorpio. You don't have to do a thing with a other person in your life. But with the sunshine and the light here warming up this space of others in your life, it really is an opportunity for you, even if just for a month, to indulge your, if you're going to be indulging things in Taurus season, Scorpio, indulge your more charming side, indulge your more tactful and diplomatic self, indulge the parts of, of you that is willing to compromise and get along with other people and support the others in your life, okay? And potentially even being a mediator. You have access to harmony and balance naturally right now or, or naturally during the time of Taurus season, Scorpio. So utilize that fair balance energy you have access to and harmonize, you know, the shadow parts of yourself. Um, as well as harmonize with others that maybe at other times it's um, not so easy to harmonize with them, you know? Aquarius, Aquarius, you are going to be experiencing sun through Taurus season for about a month through an area the most private, unlike Leo, your partner there, Aquarius, and you're dealing with it from the most private, insular nurturing part of your chart where your inner emotional foundation is, where you nurture yourself, where you support yourself, where you allow others like your family to support you. And so um, definitely this is a good time for you to put your energy and focus on your emotional stability and what you can do from a standpoint of having a strong emotional foundation. Because in six months, Aquarius, you're going to be where Leo is, where you're reaping the rewards for whatever you started now, um, or you're, you know, learning your lessons <laughs> from whatever, you know, got started now. Um, it's kind of like started from the bottom, fourth house, the very bottom of your chart. And in six months, you'll be looking like Leo saying, now we're here. So um, fourth house is about familiarity, Aquarius. Fourth house is about comfort um, and nurturing. And so definitely with the fo- with the solar energy being there for you, um, things that are familiar are being highlighted. Focus on, especially if there's like some miscellaneous stuff going on, Aquarius, focus on what really matters. Focus on what makes you feel strong in your core emotionally. Focus on what makes you feel like you have a strong, firm foundation to jump off from, okay? Not shaky, not, you know, loose, but think of a girdle or a corset when you tie it up tight. You ain't going nowhere, can't bend over, can barely breathe, but you're secure, you're strong, you're firm, you're not going nowhere. So six months from now when you're saying started from the bottom and six months from now you're saying now I'm here, you can be looking like, okay, I'm here in this 10th house Capricorn Saturn ruled area of space that says for the hard, heart, smart work I've done, now it's time for me to get paid, now it's time for me to get these rewards, now it's time for me to enjoy this success, this recognition, this acknowledgement. 
it starts here, Aquarius. It starts with you feeling secure within yourself emotionally and secure with the people that you select to be on your team. All family ain't blood. All blood, you know, ain't family. They don't support you. Virgo, for you, um, sun going through Taurus is definitely lighting up an area of your chart that wants you to expand. Okay, Virgo. Whew, Virgo, I love y'all. Because I know Virgo can be like a real detail-oriented, like nitpicky, critical, real rigid kind of energy. I kind of, yeah, picked that up from Virgo. And so you got a rigid, uh, not all Virgo energy is that way, but a lot of it is. Uh, But you're having sun and Taurus or area space that wants you to expand, that wants you to enlarge your territory that wants you to rise above and see things from a higher perspective in the bigger picture. So that may not just come naturally to you, Virgo. It may not be so comfortable, but it can be really beneficial. Nice house that you're having some um, go through Taurus in uh, is ruled by Jupiter. So it can be very positive. It can be you can have access to much optimism, Virgo. You you just are gonna you're gonna feel most comfortable. Like you can really indulge yourself during sun and Taurus season when you have space, when you have freedom, when you can explore, when you can go on your adventures. Okay, you're gonna want to keep the atmosphere light. You're not gonna do well around heavy dark. Low vibe energy, not during a nice house transit, during sun and Taurus. Okay, Virgo, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna want to learn also and go higher. So indulge all of those um, needs to explore. All right, Virgo, Capricorn, you'll put the sign Taurus. Um, having the sun in her sign means that you, Capricorn and Virgo, are getting to share in the beautiful light of the sun being in Taurus. So Capricorn, for you, of course, that's going to light up your fifth house of love, of all kinds of love relationships, okay? Romance, dating, love for your child, love for your inner child, letting your inner child come out and play Capricorn. I love this for y'all. I love this for y'all, Capricorn, you and Virgo, because earth signs tend to be a little heavier, denser, you know, energy. And so for y'all to get access to this um, ninth house Jupiter and fifth house Leo sun energy is just probably what the doctor ordered, Capricorn. So when you're spending time with people you love over the next month, when you're connecting to your heart space, okay, and getting out of that head and getting out of the, you know, just straight money, money. I know Capricorn's like money, 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 success, success, business. It's like, look, allow yourself time over this next month to play. This is the only time of the year you get to do it, Capricorn. God damn it, do it. Um, affection, feeling creative, allowing your creative self to come out and play and emerge and in the parts of you that love fun, you should just go to the park, Capricorn, and just run. Just run with abandon like you were a child, you know. Just let somebody chase you so you can just enjoy it. And um, 
just you also, along with Virgo, focus on the positive. Y'all are literally experiencing a trine from the sun to your energy, be it your sun, your moon, or your rising sign. Um, and so don't miss out on this beautiful 30 days, okay, about month. Um, you could also be getting some attention, Capricorn, with that fifth house transit. Cancer, you could be in the spotlight. Cancer, um, for you, sun going through Taurus just is highlighting an area of your chart talking about friendships, networks, groups um, that you associate with. So uh, you could feel, you know, most comfortable when you are with groups that you associate with, friendships, um, when you are focusing on or contributing to causes you believe in. The 11th house is a real humanitarian energy. Um, it, this is a really networking area of space, so you're probably, you know, you're probably doing a lot of socializing in toward the month of Taurus, um, doing some focusing on your hopes, wishes, and dreams, um, focusing your energy more on being independent um, and, and original, you know, the things about you that make you unique and innovative cancer. That's where the energy is at. Be true to you. Do you. Let your freak flag fly, Cancer. Uh, 11th house is the rebel energy. The um, astrology is here. Technology is here. Um, so the, the emphasis and the spotlight is going to be on those kinds of things for you, all right? Um, you could enjoy, you know, technology. Maybe you'll go to some you know, nerdy event like I went to before, and you'll get, you know, all your little sense, physical senses just get pleased. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Pisces, for you, sun and Taurus season is highlighting an area of your chart that is ruled by Mercury. All right, Pisces, so this is going to be, especially with um, Mercury still retrograde and really still in the retrograde zone, um, through the rest of Taurus season, I just told y'all that Mercury gets out of the retrograde zone the same day the sun leaves Taurus and goes to Gemini. So for you, Pisces, for the rest of Taurus season, you're going to be dealing with um, an area of your chart that's ruled by Mercury being highlighted. So I really want you, Pisces, to pay attention to your level of patience. Okay, Pisces? Um, I want you to pay attention to your uh, the planning that you're doing. When you're frustrated or when you're in doubt, Pisces, sit down and write it down. Write it, slow down, and write something down. Make plans. Put put some of the, the, the active mental energy you have into you. It's, your mind will be satisfied to write it down when you get it out of that thought realm where it's not concrete and you make it real. So, you're going to have a lot of ideas coming to you, Pisces. Um, you're going to want to communicate. You're going to want to be engaging and social and flirt and share your opinions and ideas and thoughts and, um, you know, stay busy to use up your mental energy and take on projects and do a variety of things. Um, I just want you to consider with Mercury still retrograde and still in the zone for the entire rest of tourist season for you, um, just that the energy can act up, especially with this area of your chart being highlighted, okay? 
just a little more mental work for you, Pisces. That's all. Nothing to worry about. Um, Sagittarius, for you, Taurus season is going to be lighting up your Virgo house, your sixth house of work and health and routine and lifestyle, okay? So that's going to be on focus, Sagittarius. You're going to want, it's an earth house. You're having sun and Taurus, an earth sign through an earth house. So you're going to be very satisfied to be productive. You're going to be very satisfied and most comfortable. It's going to satisfy your comfort and your senses and, and, your, and your pleasure. It's going to make, you're going to get pleasure out of being productive and efficient, Sagittarius, being focused and hardworking, and, um, indulging um, yourself with details, okay, which is pretty good. Six um, House is Mercury ruled Sagittarius, but it's like I said, it's also an Earth sign. So you get this sense of stability. You get access to this sense of mental stability. I just want you to watch it, Sagittarius, because that Sixth House can act up and you can stress yourself out. Do what you can do. Plan. Mercury still retrograde for you, and Mercury does govern the sixth house, Sagittarius. So plan. Do what you can do on any given day. Save the rest for the next day. It will be. It won't go anywhere. It's going to be sitting there still waiting on you to do it. So life is not going to be over, but you can minimize the stress that you uh, endure by this detail-oriented energy wants you to plan it out detailed in advance. Just don't stress. Plan also, Sagittarius, especially since Mercury is still going to be retrograde a good amount, and it's going to be in the zone um, towards season. Plan for contingencies. I told another mama's baby, baby this. Plan for contingencies. Plan, if you've got a four-hour stretch, plan a couple of, you know, breaks in there so you're not doing four hours straight. You're going to get, don't get burned out. Don't stress yourself out and you don't have to. Plan your route and to leave 30 to 45 minutes early so you're not stressed out when it's traffic and this, that, and the third. You know it's a mercury retrograde. It can happen easily. All right, Sag, um, you can get a lot done, definitely, um, and especially as it relates to anything that is related to Sagittarius to your lifestyle, to your work, your health, your routine, you can make some, you can become more efficient and really make some improvements in that, these areas. Aries, Aries for you, Taurus season is highlighting your Taurus house, okay? And so this is Taurus on Taurus energy for you. That's beautiful. You get to experience Taurus season through your Taurus house. And so for you more than probably anybody, um, you're going to be wanting to be comfortable uh, in your finances. You're going to be wanting to be comfortable in your self-esteem, your self-worth, your self-appreciation and all that. Anything financial, you're going to want it to be right. You're going to want the budget to line up. You know, this is a powerful season for you to make some improvements in this area of personal finances, at least to infuse a lot of good beneficial energy. It's going to please you to do it, Aries, okay? Um, It may not be new financial opportunities. Mercury is retrograde and still in the shadow most of all of Taurus season. So um, 
you know, if it's something about money and signing on the dotted line, definitely have another pair of eyes or a professional pair of eyes. Look at it for sure, Aries. Um, But things related to stability and security are going to appeal to your senses. So enjoy that. Um, You would also probably be most likely to kind of overindulge that Taurus on Taurus energy. So like I was mentioning before, um, just have something in place, Aries, okay, I'm not going to go past this point, and you should be fine. Gemini, you are experiencing Taurus season through your 12th house of behind the scenes because it's going to be Gemini season next. So for the duration of Taurus season, you're going to be in, what do you call it, like downtime, you know what I mean? Like you're going to be mostly to yourself. You're not going to want to be bothered by people. You definitely want to protect your energy right now. You can't afford to be hanging around low vibrational entities unless you just want them to attach themselves to you, then by all means go ahead. But you need to really be protecting your energy, practicing extreme self-care, heavy on your meditation and your prayer. You're, it's about to be Gemini season. It's about to be your birthday. And so you need to rest. You need to recharge. You need to, um, you know, imagine and, and um, indulge your imagination, your your uh, your meditation and visualizations regarding your year ahead, you know, um, accepting, surrendering, uh, forgiving, coming to terms with, the year that you just had, um, allowing yourself to reflect and find understanding and, and show yourself compassion for things you did wrong over that year, you're going to do different in the year ahead or, or, or you know, um, whatever you need to show yourself compassion for and show yourself unconditional love for, okay? And this is a very selfless part of your chart since you're not worried since you're not just focused on you, you, you in the first house right now, Gemini, and it's more 12th house energy, you're behind the scenes, this is a good month for you to be charitable and, and act selflessly, you know, do for others where you're not worried about getting anything in return. You're going to have plenty of that. What you think going to happen during birthday season? It's going to be all about you. So balance that ish out. Balance it out while you can during this Taurus season, okay? Um, Libra, last but not least, sun going through Taurus for you is going through your eighth house. It's a very deep, serious, psychological, intense, extreme, obsessive, jealous, you know, uh, but on the highest end, transformational um, area of space. So Libra, definitely for you during Taurus season. Uh, You can change anything you need to for the better, okay? Okay. in the eighth house here where Scorpio has rulership, it can also be about releasing things, okay? Um, You too, Gemini. Twelfth house is about letting go, accepting, surrendering, releasing. Um, But Libra also in that eighth house, there's, um, it's like it's deep and it's psychological Libra. So, you know, that's why you might tend to be more on the serious side. You're not really doing the superficial stuff know, in Taurus season, you're going to want to go deep, you're going to want to do the research, investigate, get to the heart of a matter, you're going to want to share resources, you're going to want to be intimate, you're going to want to, um, 
you know, partner up professionally, um, and you're going to seem really intense and likely magnetic and serious to people. They're either going to be, it, this area of space is really extreme. People are either going to really be drawn to you or they're going to be really repelled from you. So give yourself, um, this area of space is also um, talking about um, metaphysics, uh, the occult, things that you can't see, certain level of spirituality. So by all means, you know, indulge yourself in those ways and um, as it relates to transforming your life for the better, for the positive, okay? Because low vibrationally, it could be a month rot full of power plays and manipulation and you being in psychological warfare with yourself and others, okay? So it don't have to be all that. Um, also tonight, like I told y'all, the sun aligns with Mercury, and so this is awesome. It's really great for communication, Mercury. You know, this is, of course, when Mercury is in its direct motion, but even with Mercury retrograde, we're going back, reassessing. Uh, that's why they say X's and stuff can come back um, during Mercury retrograde, because it's the thought, the idea, the communication, the messages that, that are up for re Okay, that's why when Mercury stations direct again after it's been retrograde, people can change their minds. Just like they started calling you when Mercury went retrograde, hell, when it go direct, they might stop calling you again. They might change their mind again. So, however it plays out, direct or retrograde, this alignment tonight, um, that's exact tonight with the sun and Mercury retrograde, is talking about communicating. It is talking about sharing ideas, of course, with Mercury retrograde, because Mercury retrograde is retrograde, we're thinking twice before we speak. We're, you know, that's probably the only reason this whole radio thing may not just be the best idea while Mercury's retrograde, because, you know, you don't have, I've, I've taken plenty of pauses on this episode alone, and uh, that doesn't really bode well for radio, like the dead air space and you know, me taking an additional five to seven seconds to think of what I was going to say about something or or losing it all together, that doesn't bode well for radio. <laughs> so, but it's still, we're, we're being asked to take a look at it from another angle, from another perspective. So if, after you thought twice, after you, you know, patiently waited for your turn to speak, not because you really want to say what you want to say, but because you really want to listen so what the other person is saying, you really want to hear what they're not saying. You really want to hear, you know, things that aren't being said. So that's what this um, alignment tonight is really good for. Um, uh, you know, this people born with sun and Mercury aligned in their chart, uh, like me, ironically, they tend to be better talkers than listeners. But I think, like I said, with Mercury being retrograde, it's just it's just that much more reason to practice the patience and practice listening and practice planning and seeing what clarity. To me, Sun Mercury is like this clarity, just like we're gonna have with Mercury Uranus in the week ahead. This like clarity that uh, at other times is just not so in your face. Like, whatever messages you're getting right now, I mean, come on. I talked to a mama's baby earlier, and it was like, okay, the universe is making it literally loud and clear. 
you know, we didn't even have to consult today because sun aligned with Mercury is making it crystal clear for everybody, even amidst the Mercury retrograde. So express yourself. Get your message across. Just don't say any more than you have to say. That's where you can easily mess up during this time is just, just talking to hear yourself talk. If you're thinking twice, you're not saying a whole bunch of extra stuff. Because when you thought about it that second time, you thought, oh, okay, well, that's unnecessary, or I could really say it this way and probably get a better response. All right. Um, Keep in mind also that tomorrow, 7.48 a.m. Central Pluto retrograde, the station's retrograde. I know I got this info. I know it. I'm about to give you all this straight up. I gotta mention something else for y'all too. Uh, here we go. Pluto, Pluto. Uh, hold on, let me get through Venus and Jupiter, Saturn. Is this real life right now, y'all? I got all the info except Pluto retrograde. Get the out of here. Oh wait, just kidding. I know I'll be hooking myself up, y'all, but Mercury retrograde and I'll be second guessing myself and I'll be having the information the whole time. Put on stations retrograde April 20th, okay? It stations direct September 28th, okay? So that's about five or so good months of Pluto retrograde. And then it doesn't come out of the retrograde zone until January 19th of 2018, okay? It's Scorpio rising, then that means a whole lot. (laughs) Um, But when we're talking about Pluto, I've mentioned Pluto on this show already, when we're talking about transformation, when we're talking about power, when we're talking about power plays and manipulation and control, and and, and that Scorpio, that eighth house of releasing, okay? In the second house, we're accumulating possessions in the eighth house we're releasing or sharing them with other people that we have deep intimate relationships with okay or business partnerships with um during pluto retrograde we are going to benefit primarily when we're ready and willing to release or transform something okay that this whole five month period between now and and just to let you know, we've been in the zone of Pluto retrograde since December 29th of last year. 2016, December 29th, Pluto went into the retrograde zone at 16 degrees Capricorn. Here at tomorrow on April 20th, it went from 16 degrees Capricorn all the way to 19 degrees Capricorn, okay? In between April 20th and September 28th, it's going to go back to 16 degrees. It's going to retrograde back the 16 degrees Capricorn where it was December 29th and then from September 28th to January 19th of 2018 is going to go through the degrees of 16 to 19 degrees again and so yeah stuff that's been going on for you in your life that you may have been grappling with am I going to release it and let it go or not is likely been going on for you since around December 29th of last year and so here over the next five months, we're going to get to go through that same area of space. 
and reflect on what, if anything, should be released or transformed. Transform. Nothing. Energy is not created or destroyed, but it just changes form. If you're, that's what trips me out about me and everybody else who be having issues with letting go. I'm going to throw myself in the pot first. The biggest thing is that we're not really losing it. When I got a parent that has transitioned and passed on, so you can't tell me. I know that I can never truly lose my parent because my parent is in me. Half of me is them. The form is different. You, do these? Do, are we really losing or relieving when they just hell wait till a Mercury retrograde to come back? No, but the but the old ways of existing and coexisting and being that is what can die and be reborn into something new. Maybe it's something new with somebody new. That's a possibility too. So don't uh, don't get limited in your uh, perspective of how your life can change and how you can release things that are no longer serving you. Maybe it's a way of thinking. With Pluto, Pluto being retrograde, it's not going to be light. It's not going to be superficial. It's going to be real deep. It's going to be real intimate. It's going to be deeply sexual. It can be one or all of these things. I'm just describing the energy to you. It can be really psychological. It can be taboo. It can be a habit that you need to release or transform, a relationship with with somebody you do share intimate relationship with or or, um, resources with. It could be a material object. Pluto is retrograde in Capricorn or Earth sign. It could be something physical that you need to let, you need to get it out your house. Pluto is that uh, metaphysical and the, and the supernatural and the spiritual. It could be an energy. You need to get it out your house. You need to transform the energy based on something physical, a structure. You may need to move. I don't know. I don't have to consult with you one-on-one. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just talking about possibilities. Anything that is not actively supporting you being rebirthed, reborn, transformed, you got to let it go. You got you got over the next five months, you're going to get real clear on what that is and, and how to let it go. You're going to do it best by following your intuitive guidance. Pluto governs Scorpio, governs that eighth house. That's water energy. That's emotions. That's that intuition. Okay? You're going to have to let yourself go deep. You're going to have to let yourself get real close to the intimate and the taboo and the obscene and the the extreme. You're going to have to get in touch with your psychology. Okay? Your issues with power and wealth, other things that Pluto governs. By all means, when you're dealing with Pluto, that's why it doesn't serve you when you're dealing with Pluto energy to be manipulative, to be 
um, controlling when it comes to controlling other people. I'm all for being manipulative and controlling when you're doing it for yourself for your highest good. Yeah, you need to control <laughs> this about yourself. You know what I mean? But don't try to control it in others. You're going to work with this Pluto energy if you're doing what you do for the highest good of yourself and everybody else involved. If you have to stoop to the level of manipulating other people and controlling and domination issues and all that stuff, it's going to be a long-ass five months. These retrogrades are about internalizing the energy going within and, and discovering what your own issues are with power and with wealth and with control, with psychology, okay? Um, I'm just catching y'all up through the rest of the week. Pluto's retrograding um, Thursday, also 11.37 a.m. Central. That's when Mercury backs all the way up into um, Aries out of Taurus, and so... Yeah, definitely, like I said, from Aries on down to Pisces, uh, give yourself an outlet for any excess energy because of that Aries margin-ruled energy that Mercury retrograde is backing up into and because of the Mercury retrograde energy and the messages, the potential for messages and communication going haywire and all that stuff. Give yourself something to do with that mental energy and physical energy. Okay, Aries, you can be working on anything related to yourself. Just use it up. Have something to do. Cancer, you can use up um, any excess energy by focusing on those goals, okay, your life direction, where you're headed, um, becoming the authority on something. Libra, you can soak up that extra energy by allowing yourself whatever harmonizing energy you naturally have and that you're going to have access to while Mercury retrograde is transiting Aries to maintain harmony or establish it if it's not there, harmony, peace, and balance in your relationships. Capricorn, for you, any excess energy can go into your, you're making your, nurturing yourself. Establishing emotional security for yourself, a strong emotional foundation, strengthening yourself, supporting yourself, improving your home, putting energy into your family, family planning. Leo, for you, you can soak up some excess mental and physical energy um, by giving yourself enough space to explore, to expand, and to um, re um Acquaint yourself with what you believe, okay? Sagittarius, you can soak up a lot of excess um, mental and physical energy um, by just having fun, okay? Let that inner child come out and play. Reconnect with um, loved ones. Um, You know, allow yourself to get a little attention. It's okay. Never hurt anybody. Uh, but and even this fifth house is real creative, Sagittarius, so you could get it out just by being creative. Maybe you need to go do an open mic night and just get it out. Allow yourself that spotlight. Aquarius, you can get out a lot of excess energy. Um, by focusing on even more so with this Mercury retrograde. It's going, uh, while it backs up into Aries, that's going through a Mercury house for you, Aquarius. So it could be even more of a struggle 
you know, um, communication-wise, message-wise, travel-wise. So I really want y'all to use up any excess energy y'all have, Aquarius, by staying on top of these Mercury retrograde suggestions. Use that excess energy to plan. Use that excess energy to practice patience. It takes a lot of energy to practice not going to slap off on somebody and letting them go ahead and talk and get out what they need to get out so y'all can come to an understanding. It may take you a little extra energy, Aquarius, to um, uh, plan, practice patience, and uh, and listen, okay? Gemini, for you, you can eat up a lot of excess mental and physical energy uh, while Mercury's backed up into Aries by putting it into the groups you belong to, putting it into friendships, your hopes, wishes, and dreams for the future, putting it into um, your independence, okay? You... Um, being original, your innovativeness, inventiveness, you know, um, and the energy with that 11th house Gemini can get real, like, nervous energy, like, you know, uh, it's just things going too fast, right? And so don't be afraid to blow yourself down, Gemini, and, um, and it's a re- it's a rebel energy too. If you got a lot of excess energy, Gemini, you're the one that's most likely to rebel and just break out, or you know, break through, or break things off, or things up because it's sudden, you know, reversal energy with this eleventh house, Gemini. So you may shock some people while Mercury retrograde is in Aries, but in in the most high vibrational way. Um, definitely give yourself a, an outlet for mental stimulation um, and, and the need to socialize. Get out. Network, Gemini. Put that energy into making some connections that can upgrade your life. Okay? Um, 11th House governs technology. Put that energy into updating your website or doing something with that. Scorpio, you can get your excess energy out while Mercury retrograde is going through Aries and, you know, Make sure you give your mental and physical energy a place to go that is constructive and productive for you even more so, Scorpio, because it's going through your sixth house and you're going to want to be getting stuff done. So put extra energy, Scorpio, into checking things off your list. You're going to work real well with your routines, your checklists, your regimens, your schedule, and factor in, Scorpio, factor in that extra time to get stuff done, extra time for delays, obstacles, blockages, blocks, and all that stuff um, so you do not get stressed out. Pisces, for you, any excess mental and physical energy, put it into those finances. How can you attract more finances, Pisces? Um, self-esteem, once again, put it into appreciating yourself, put your extra mental and physical energy into being determined here with the second house to stay on track and on top of your finances and to get ahead, come what may, be be damn determined. You haven't, you got the nerve to have Mercury retrograde through Aries going through your Taurus house, then I want you to be even more determined to, um, to allow this time of Mercury retrograde where it is benefiting you to plan, it is benefiting you to be patient, it is benefiting you to slow down with the second house transit. Okay, Pisces, Taurus, uh, definitely for you, uh, you're going to be satisfied to let out any excess energy um, 
during Mercury retrograde through Aries, in any way that feeds your spirituality, in any way that feeds your imagination, you easily could uh, satisfy this energy by going to a movie, um, dealing with some aspect of your past or some aspect that is hidden from you, spirituality, meditation, okay? Um, your energy may be a little low, Taurus, during, while Mercury's retrograde through Aries, okay? That's your 12th house. So please, by all means, put energy into your rest. Put energy into your sleep. Put energy into your dreams. Put energy into practicing extreme self-care. And lastly, but not least, Virgo, for you, Mercury retrograde back in up through Aries is going to deal with um, that eighth house, that Scorpio house of extreme emotions, of, of intimacy and psychological issues, okay? So if, if anything, put that Virgo detail-oriented energy going through an intense Scorpio eighth house, um, which can go real, that's, it can be real emotionally extreme, okay, Virgo? So what I want you to do is have yourself an outlet. Go talk to somebody, Virgo. This is the house of psychology. Get it out healthily, okay? Do your own psychological self-examination. Check in with yourself. Do an online psychological evaluation or test and just kind of see where you're at, you know, don't focus on other people, you know, because this is the area where you can get real obsessive and jealous and be real extreme with it. So, Virgo, try to really practice patience. Mercury is your ruler, and we're talking about it backing up into your eighth house. So just try to be patient with yourself and others, Okay. Um, Friday, April 21st, 4.32 a.m., Mars does enter Gemini. I will be giving you all some more detailed, in-depth information on that. Just know that um, while Mars is in Gemini for now, um, that the actions that, that will be satisfied to take with Gemini being a mutable sign, so it's like, you know, it's about variety and, you know, flexibility um, it's about, you know, school-age children, so there's an element of, like, playfulness, like flirting is here, you know. So we're going to be more inclined to take Gemini-like actions. Gemini-like actions are tend to be logical, tend to be rational, you know. Gemini governs these this area of space. Uh, Mars is going through a Mercury-ruled area of space, so we're going to likely take those kind of actions where we're, um, satisfied socially and mentally by having variety. Um, it's an air sign, so um, uh, taking actions toward communicating, taking actions toward gathering information and learning and studying, okay, so those types of things. Um, Friday, April the 21st, 5.08 a.m., Venus does where Saturn, I'm kind of looking forward to this, y'all, just because Venus is the love and the money, and it just went direct, okay, right? And then it's squaring Saturn that just went retrograde. And so um, on the lowest, lowest vibration, yeah, it can be like negativity in relationships and stress, you know, in relationships or distance, you know, separation, um, restriction, boundaries in relationships, and all those manifestations of issues um, in our in the context of our relationships. Um, but a lot of it is going to be internal, y'all. Okay, so if anything, I want you to consider 
your own, where Saturn can go bad. I used to tell people, cool, when you're, like, being self-disciplined and you're being mature and you're taking responsibility and you're being realistic and practical, but when you're being a little too real to the point where you're being negative, where you're being critical of yourself, where you're um, bordering into depression, you know, depression is a lower vibrational manifestation of Saturn. You don't have to be depressed to keep it real with yourself. You don't have to criticize yourself to freaking death to have a realistic view of who you are. And so um, it may even be coming from other people, their criticism of you, but likely it's going to come from within. Um what it can also point to on the highest vibration, um, it can it can talk about, you know, well, no, I think it would be if it was in a better aspect. This is a square. So it, it, it's likely going to be a more challenging energy. Um, but the best thing to kind of do since Saturn does kind of want to draw boundaries and, and you know, uh, structure, restriction, paring down, that kind of thing, It you may find it better to kind of spend some time, um, a little more time by yourself or to yourself. Um, you know, and that can be a little depressing. You could feel a little lonely, okay? Um, you may also, with Venus governing money, you may want to draw some lines in the sand, restrict, pare down, structure, but set some boundaries when it comes to your money and your resources, okay? Uh, it is a square, so it can be challenging. It's a square, so the relationships can be challenging, but, the, the, um, you know, being resourceful and, and sticking to your budget can be challenging, but it's, it can also be an opportunity to turn a corner. If, you're, if the Venus part is acting up and you're just, a little too comfortable and a little too ease, you know, it's all about me being comfortable in the relationship. Forget the other person, you know, that could cause some problems. That may be stemming from a fear that you have that if you relinquish to um, another person or give it, make yourself vulnerable to them um, that they could hurt you and stuff like that. So you just would rather just be completely selfish in the relationship. Whatever, if it's a Venus thing, you're going to have to grow up. You're going to have to employ some Saturn. Saturn's the parent. Saturn's going to mature you, going to have you taking things seriously and setting up healthy boundaries for yourself, self-discipline, self-restriction, that, no, you're not going to do this in relationships anymore. You're going to grow up. And then if it's a Saturnian thing where you are dealing with, like, lower vibrational manifestations of Saturn, depression, fear, overly critical, heavy, you know, um, then, yeah, throw some Venus on it. That's, you know, bring a little beauty, bring a little art, bring a little ease, bring a little pleasure to some of these, some of these senses um, that can lighten up and, and, and harmonize relationships or money issues that are too rigid and aren't working, Okay. So that's Venus Square Saturn, um, Friday, April 21st, 123 p.m., for just an hour and 20 minutes. The moon sextiles Mercury and goes void, and then an hour and 20 minutes later, the moon's in Pisces. So we wrap up our current week with the moon in Pisces. The moon in Pisces is the moon going through the last and final zodiac sign, and so um, by the end of the week, it's going to have an ending kind of feel. This weekend is going to feel like 
energetic and it will be emotionally satisfied to wind down something, to release, to accept, to surrender, to um, just be. That's the main thing. This is not the weekend where you just have like a rigid schedule for you and the children and the family. And if we don't do this, you know, it's going to be a horrible weekend. No, stay flexible. You're not pinning anything down in Pisces energy anyway. So, you know, plan to just make it a movie day and go with the flow. Tend to your uh, emotions. Tend to your subconscious, okay? Tend to your um, spirituality and your, you know, what you need that is not physical, okay? Um, Here in our week ahead, drum roll, please. Um, We're uh, covering... April the 23rd, Sunday through April the 29th, Saturday. Um, Sunday, we start the week out at 4.34 p.m. Central with the moon aligning with Venus just for two hours and 58 minutes. The moon goes void. Then at 7.32 p.m. Sunday night, Central, the moon enters Aries. What an interesting uh, energy to, you know, end Sunday on um, but it'll be moon and Aries as of then, and so we're going to be emotionally satisfied, especially when we rise up on Monday, you know, if, if it hadn't hit you Sunday, to get moving, to get something done, to uh, go off of our instincts and reactions. What is it we're supposed to do? Aries is a passionate area of space. It's the area of space that represents the spring and springing forth and springing out and, um, you know, anything quick, short, you know, uh, activities that you can get done real quick, um, that's going to be emotionally satisfying to start the week off. So this is just a good Sunday, you know, evening, probably be a good time to just really get some stuff ready to go for the week ahead. You'll feel emotionally satisfied and you'll crave doing it, staying ahead of the game, you know. is that impatient, impetuous, impulsive energy that's like, oh, and it's a warrior energy, and it wants to win, and it's brave, and it, you know, ain't scared. So it's like, yeah, this is going to be the best week. We're going to win. This is our, a winning, warrior winning week <laughs> in the week ahead. So that's the energy of uh, the moon and Aries. You know, ask Rihanna, ask Whitney Houston, rest in peace. Ask Janet Jackson, ask Amber Rose, ask Sade. You know, ask Jeffrey Dahmer. That's such horrible humor. Ask Stevie Wonder or Chris Rock or LeBron James or Tyra Banks or Tupac. Tupac. These people that were born with moon and Aries in their chart, they live this. This That's nothing to them. That comes natural to them to get us done. Um, Monday, April the 24th, 2.15 a.m., Mercury does trine Saturn. This is Mercury retrograde trining Saturn, so... This is good, and and um, while Mercury is retrograde and kind of everything mental and um, Mercurial is kind of off helter skelter, you know, uh, Mercury trine Saturn is a really great transit to have because it aligns us with this energy of Saturn that is stable, that it is going to make it a good time for studying or getting um, paperwork straightened out and caught up. Anything mental that's going to that requires your sustained concentration, uh, it's going to bode really well. I actually am taking the test that day, so I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm studying. I'm doing my part in advance, but I have added energy that day that bodes really well for attention to detail 
getting things done neatly. I believe the test I'm taking is time, so Saturn governs time, so it should go. Anything like that's going to be good. Um, especially with Mercury being retrograde, if you if you've been needing to have a conversation with somebody, you know Saturn's going to help you stay mature about the conversation and stay on topic and only say what's necessary. So it is a good transit for making important decisions or for serious discussions, negotiations, business dealings, um, contract signing, okay, things that you want to last or see lasting results from um, or have success in, this is what you put your mind to around this time, okay? Um, people like Aliyah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Taraji P. Henson, who were born with Mercury, Chine, Saturn in their natal chart, these people have natural um, access to persistence, perseverance, um, that tends to lead to success. These people um, are diligent um, and they can sustain their striving, okay? And so then because of that, they tend to enjoy longevity in whatever they have applied their mind to, okay? Um, Tuesday, 4.53 p.m. Central, the moon trines Saturn and goes void for four hours and three minutes, okay? So... Um, Tuesday after 5 p.m. Central um, till about 9 o'clock that night, um, you know, Tuesday night is not the night for the first date. Tuesday night, you know, you're not meeting up with people you've never met up with before and, and um, you, that you might actually want to enjoy a long-term relationship with. You're not meeting up with them for the first time Tuesday night, okay? Um, void moons are good for finishing up things you've already started, getting together with people you already know, um, that if you need some extra rest, that's a good night to kind of turn in early, likely. Um, if you need to review, look for something that you've lost, um, make any lists, you know, plan ahead, stuff like that, okay? It's just four hours. It should, it's, if anything, it's just good, like, low-key energy, you know, whatever you do during that time, nothing substantial is likely to come from it. Um, don't make any big major purchases, you know, Tuesday night, okay? Um, it may have issues associated with it later. All right, Tuesday, April 25th, 8.56 p.m. Central, the moon does enter Taurus. And... That is the energy that the new moon is going to be in. The new moon in Taurus is not making a whole bunch of major aspects, but it does have the Mercury trine Saturn, which I talked about being good for concentration. The Mercury conjunct Uranus that I hadn't got to quite yet, but that is, that's the one I had mentioned earlier before that does give us access to flashes of insight and higher awareness. The Eureka aha moment can be described the Mercury conjunct Uranus, and the new moon does also boast the Saturn trine Uranus that talks about change, Uranus change, and Saturn making it some change that, you know, runs a little smoother, okay? And so we'll jump in from a, a deeper perspective next week. Um, y'all definitely stay connected to Mama Dada Astrology, myastrologycoach.com, and Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio. I really appreciate y'all for showing up, listening to Astro Love Gifts. Y'all keep them popping. I really appreciate that. It's an honor and pleasure to serve you guys, my mama's babies, the 21-Day Challenge Overcomers. We did that, 
And um, I will talk to you guys next week. Pray for me and my Mercury Retrograde, y'all. You know I love y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Peace.